Has it occurred to you that the systems we live by are not designed to get results? We pay for procedures instead of outcomes, focusing on emergencies rather than preventing disease and living a healthy lifestyle. For over 25 years, I've taken care of Olympians, Paralympians, A-list actors, and Fortune 1000 companies. If I did not get results, they did not get results. I realized that while powerful people who control the system want to keep the status quo, if I were to educate the masses, you would demand change. So I'm taking the gloves off and going after the systems as they are. Join me on my mission to create a new tomorrow as I chat with industry experts, elite athletes, thought leaders, and government officials about how we activate our vision for a better world. We may agree and we may disagree, but I'm not backing down. I'm Ari Gronich, and this is Create a New Tomorrow Podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. This is uh, Ari Gronich, the performance therapist, and Tim Peterson, dad bod warrior. Hey, everybody. We're talking today about COVID-19 and about boosting your immune system naturally, uh, ways to do that. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about Tim and just kind of give you an idea that Tim is known as the dad bod warrior. You could show him your uh, musculars. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm hiding it today. <laughs> today. I remember you, you said, you know, the COVID-15 is, uh, is upon us and, you know, kind of like kids going to school uh, in college and getting, you know, the, that 15, freshman 15, a lot of people are, are starting to get the COVID-15 of being a, being stuck in home. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to avoid that, how to boost your immune system. And Tim, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and why I'm talking to you? <laughs> great, great. Thanks, Ari. So my name is Tim Peterson, and I, I do have a company called DadBod Warrior. And I'm a certified health coach, and I've been on a lifelong journey of, of health and fitness I just didn't really know at like what level I would take that journey. And for the past five years, I've really focused on, uh, on, on doing that. And I grew up in a household where my dad was, and my mom, both my mom and dad were really into health and fitness in the sense of trying to figure out if there was a way to help my sister who had a mental disability. And I, my whole life was, you know, my dad reading Prevention Magazine and Life Extension Magazine and vitamins. And we always used to joke that he would shake like a pill bottle if he jumped up and down because he was always taking vitamins. And, you know, he was one of the first people I ever met who started eating butter again when it, we were told that butter would kill you. And I'm like, no, no, you need to eat. I can't believe it's not butter. It tastes just like butter. It's better for you. And, you know, little did I know at the time that it's, you know, one molecule away from eating plastic and it's doing so much harm to us. So I grew up with that. And uh, as I got older and I, you know, I, I was in my late forties, I realized how important all of this was and how, you know, I was, I was doing marketing, I was doing branding and that my best superpower was my health. And how do I help other guys who are going through a divorce, who have gone through depression, uh, have kids or a dad trying to feed their kids, trying to feed themselves, trying to recreate their life. 
like all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm doing this and, and I'm doing okay. And I've gotten myself out of a lot and I've struggled through a lot. So I felt like I had something that I could offer. And so that's when I got certified as the health coach because I wanted to take it to another level. I was already a CrossFit coach and I've been doing, uh, I've been doing CrossFit for eight years. And so that's kind of where the journey, you know, the journey began a long time ago. And then it's just heightened and gotten more and more. And you know, the goal now, you know, they, you have to have a goal that, that scares you. And for me, my goal is to help 5 million people in the next five years, not only with their overall health, but to also beat or get their type two diabetes under control. So it's a big number. And it obviously means talking to your audience and talking to other people's audience and getting on podcasts, doing my own podcast and, and doing those things that will broaden the audience. Because as you know, Ari, we can control these things. They are part of a lifestyle that we can improve on. And even with what we're dealing with the COVID virus, there's a lot more in our control than we may realize. Absolutely. So let's get into the, the inner control a little bit and what we can do to naturally boost our immune system, what we can do to avoid getting the, the extremes of the symptoms. We may not be able to avoid getting the virus, right? Right. But we can avoid getting symptoms, being asymptomatic and, uh, or at least close to it. So let's get into some of some of those ways. And I'm going to be looking kind of down on at both times because we're going to be taking questions as well. So if it has any questions for Tim or myself, feel free to post them inside of the, the chat box and we'll try to answer them, uh, if not right away, towards the end, at least. We'll take a, a, a brief Q&A at the very end. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about boosting immune system naturally, and avoiding the pre-existing conditions that many of the people who are suffering uh, have had. So right. give me kind of like the first few things, the first two or three things that, that you would suggest. The first thing is, just, is, is eating healthy and eating clean, natural, whole foods. And that's going to be my answer to anything. <laughs> that's going to be the start and the basis for anything and everything. If you want to improve your health and want to gain control of your health. So what's happened for the past 30, 40, 50 years is we have become a society of eating the, these, this packaged and processed food. And as that technology increased very rapidly, <clears throat> our bodies take a little bit more time to adapt to those things. And so we're putting, we're putting things in our body that our body doesn't always know what to do with. And our body is made to protect itself. Our body is made to heal itself and our body always wants to win. And what it's going to do is in that protect protection of itself, it becomes inflamed. That's like one of the first defenses is that inflammation because it's, it's sending the warriors to deal with this foreign object that's in your body. So imagine all of your intestines, all of your gut, all, you know, your whole digestive system is now becoming this battleground for your defenses because you're putting in something that it doesn't recognize and it's not able to break down. I mean, we have synthetic vitamins. We have vitamins that we're taking that are synthetic 
and we're not actually able to break them down and use them in the ways that we, you know, our body needs to and how we think we're going to be able to. Our, our food is, you know, is, is being fertilized by synthetic fertilizers and, and non-organic fertilizers. And there, again, there are these things that are going in that our body doesn't know how to deal with. And when it doesn't know how to deal with it, when it's in our body, it's getting inflamed. So what happens when our body is constantly in this state of inflammation, like our whole, imagine, you know, how many feet of intestines and things do we have? Imagine that whole part of your body is in battle. All of a sudden you get a cold germ in, you know, your system, you're going to get the cold because it's so busy fighting that internal battle that you've already created for it. So how many people do you know that, you know, they're, they, they eat like crap and they're always sick. They're always catching something. Something comes home from school and they're catching it. And the problem with that is that they've created that environment where they can't possibly battle something simple like a cold. Right. So, you know, we'll talk about, we could talk about like low level symptom versus high level symptom. Um, but inflammation has been addressed as the number one first response cycle in any disease, whether it's autoimmune disease or diabetes or even Alzheimer's. They're now saying uh, Alzheimer's is like type three diabetes and it's really related to inflammation in the brain. And then the protective mechanism is to cover up the inflammation and that's called the plaque that you see in, in the MRIs. So, you know, getting your body out of inflammation is one of the, the key areas. Now, you know, you say whole foods, right? But somebody might go and get a, a thing of bread and it says whole grain on it. <laughs> so we, we, we kind of got to be a little more specific because a lot of people don't understand they're eating an apple and it's covered in say wax and pesticide, right? And they're thinking, I'm eating a whole food. Yeah. But as, as some, because of uh, runoff and, and mineral depletion, you need to eat about eight to nine apples to equal what one apple would have equaled, right, 50 years ago. So how can people who may not know what whole food is or what it's not, why it's better to, to eat um, grass-fed free-range meats rather than hormone-fed meats that are being still, right? So let's get into, into the nitty-gritty a little bit more about the details of what is a whole food and what is a whole vitamin versus a synthetic and, and why is that so important to know the difference between the two? And I'll give you just a little prelim. I go to the store and I look at the aisles and the bread aisle is like empty. The canned food aisles are empty, but I go to the meat section and almost all the meat's gone except for the organic grass-fed free range chick, you know, those things. So you can still get all the healthy food you want at the store because that's the only thing left. Right. Let, let's, Talk a little bit about that and why it's so important for boosting the immune system, especially now. Ari, I know, I, I know, I knew I loved you for so many, so many reasons, and and you have those are just amazing questions and comments that when I, I was worried that 
when you said we were going to talk for an hour, your last one went over an hour. Now I'm thinking we're going to need about three hours already. <laughs> we are definitely kindred spirits. Um, so where do I begin? Um, where did we get begin? So uh, the first thing is it, just like the internet, don't read and believe every don't don't believe everything you read on the internet. You can't you can't believe everything you read on a package. And unfortunately, there's huge huge. Uh, lobbying companies and systems that are you know battling every day to get things passed and them to be able to say certain things that just really aren't true so i have fallen victim to this as well i try to buy you know the healthiest food for my kids that i can possibly buy and fortunately i have i have kids that are very into it so <clears throat> what happens when you you know you feed them well and you teach them along the way they then we'll point out when you've bought some crap food. <laughs> so they've been very vocal with that. When I, you know, I'm in a rush and I buy it, it says natural, it says organic and I'll buy it. And they'll point out it's got, you know, something that I've basically said is not something allowed in my house and our house. So you can read and see the natural and organic, say on a box of cereal and I'll read the ingredients and there's literally five different kinds of sugar which is scary because that's not what we should be giving someone in the morning for breakfast and then sending them off to school. Well, in, in the olden days, right? Uh, and expecting them to have an attention span longer than five minutes. And I want to, I just remember going back to that apple. Not only does that apple not have the nutrients that it had 50 years ago, it has about, I don't even know how many times the sugar that an apple did back then, because what they've done is they've, you know, it's not necessarily genetically modified, but they have grafted and they've done things to create fruits and vegetables that are sweeter, especially fruits that are sweeter. So I remember when I was younger going to Europe and having uh, orange juice, and I guess I guess it's from Israel. The oranges are from Israel, and they're they're grown completely different than here. And it was so bitter. Now I grew up in Florida, so I know you know, and you're and you're in Florida, and um, we know we know Florida orange juice. That's like sweet, pulpy, amazing. It's you know, it's just like it's like candy. You know, it's like liquid candy, and basically it is like the glucose. You know, the, the is, is so high in that, and so when I would drink it over there, I just like, what is this stuff? It's bitter, and then I realized years and years later that it has not gone through the same thing over here. Uh, that we've done through to our fruits. So realize that you're not getting the healthy nutrients and you're getting so much more fructose, sorry, not glucose, fructose, which then turns into glucose, but the fructose is so high in that fruit that we're eating. So even eating that apple is, you know, is problematic. So for me, the first thing that you should do is, is definitely, you know, fruit, fruits and vegetables. If you can go and buy organic vegetables, that's the best thing that you can do. So the first thing on that shopping list is, you know, kale and spinach greens are so good for you. Now, when you think of, um, like say a banana, uh, again, you know, very high in fructose because it's been <laughs> made to be so sweet, but it's got that peel on it. And if there were pesticides being used, you are peeling that off and the fruit itself most likely has not had the pesticides or anything else on it. So if you're looking at, oh, my budget and what I can afford, you know, a, an organic banana is not necessarily that much better. Now for the environment, 
yes, it's much better to buy organic because it doesn't have all those pesticides and things put on it and the, and the fertilizers. But for me, kale and spinach, when you think of the surface area on a frilly kale leaf, there's so much surface area and if it has been sprayed with those pesticides or even now these herbicides and things that are killing out the other things, there's so much space for that to be held in there. And it's very hard to get that washed off because it is so frilly. Spinach is a little flatter, a little easier, but still that's such a big surface area to be absorbed in. And so, pretty much some of the highest sprayed items in a grocery store, right? Exactly, exactly. So, cause it's, they're so yummy. You know, if you've ever tried to grow, grow kale, I, I've not had much luck because there's always something trying to eat it. And I have little caterpillars and little things. And I go out there and like yesterday there was five plants that were ready to be harvested. And I go out there literally the next day and they're down to like these stalks and there's like these big fat, fat happy worms going, thank you. So I'm thinking I probably should be eating the worms at that point because they've been, they've gotten all the nutrients. Yes. So you want to look for those, um, those organic vegetables. And what are the ingredients in, you know, what's the ingredients in kale? Kale. Okay, it's kale. <laughs> There's nothing else in it. Right. So looking for things, if you are, you know, as you get venture farther and further into the store, looking for those items, if they're jarred or canned, that have fewer ingredients. You know, you don't want that list of all these additives and all these things and nutrients and, and enriched and all these things. You want it to be as pure as possible. And if you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. And the longer the shelf life, the shorter your life. So that's kind of, you know, if you buy, you know, that box of cereal, you can have it in your cupboard for five years. Well, it's probably not something you should be eating at any point as well. I thought that age, you know, the age limit has risen because of all the preservatives we're eating. We're eating. Yeah, that's, that's the way it should be, right? Is that not true? Well, you know, I don't, I don't think it's working. I, I really don't think so. Uh, it's a good premise. Yeah, it's, it's something that um, isn't working. So, um, and then you mentioned, you know, it's funny because uh, I, I, we have an Aldi. I don't know if you know everyone has Aldi, but it's a you know it's a kind of a discount store, and they do have some good products. And they are moving to non-GMO, and they are moving to organic only, actually. So they're doing some good things, and they sell a keto bread. So I I follow a keto lifestyle um, and a healthy keto. So it's a little different than just like keto. Clean and, versus dirty, right? I'm sorry. Clean keto versus dirty keto. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm more on the clean, and I'm, I do have I'll have some sushi, so that might be considered uh, a little dirty. So uh, yeah, white rice is, is dirty. I think uh, dirty would be more the bacon in you know entire packages at every meal that's filled with the nitrates and and so. Yeah, forth. yeah. There's people that would uh, like they'll like a diet coke is technically keto, but is not a healthy option. So the healthy keto is a, a pure, you know, it's probably even cleaner than, than, than clean keto. Um, so, so that's, yeah, I follow that. And so they, they, they do have a keto bread and it's a lot less expensive than the stuff I normally buy. And just like you explained, the, the bread aisle is empty at Aldi, but there are two bins full of the keto bread that I've never seen before because it's, it does get bought up. But now there it was. I'm like, okay, it took a COVID <laughs> pandemic for me to be able to find a keto bread. So the other thing, when you mentioned the meats, 
So there is grass fed, but what you have to look for is grass finished. So they will meet the standards of feeding them on grass, but what they'll do right at the end is they'll take them into the feedlot and for the, the next, I don't know, I don't even know the time frame, but they then will still fatten them up on grain. Well, cattle, they're not meant like grain and especially corn, like those things are not part of their digestive system. Their, their seven stomach system is meant to process grass, not that. So then you're creating an animal that has inflammation in it. And that's part of our whole system is inflamed animals that are technically and literally sick. And that's what we're eating. So it also has to be grass finished. So that is more expensive. It's going to, it may be considerably more expensive than a grain and corn fed cow. But like you mentioned, what we're trying, you know, if you look, the reason why we eat is to fuel our body, to fuel this machine that is trying to support us and do what it needs to do, to heal us, to repair us, to, you know, every seven years, every cell in our body has been regenerated. And so if we look at it like that, now we put all the other stuff on food, though we put all the emotion, we put all that, you know, oh, you were good, let's go get some ice cream, you made, you know, straight A's, how about a cookie? If you be quiet, I'll give you some Cheerios. Like we, we have added all that and I am guilty of it. I, you know, when you got kids and you need them to be quiet and you're at a funeral service, you start pumping up the, the cookies and whatever you need to, to keep them quiet. And so, you know, we've all had that happen. We all have those, that, those neural pathways that create that, you know, food is a comfort, but the real reason is we are just fueling our body. Okay, so let's go back to that meat. So now all that's left is hopefully the grass-fed and grass-finished beef, and it's three times as much as the other hamburger was. The thing that you need to think about is that that meat is going to be so nutritious for you that you actually don't need to eat as much. And Ari, what's happened to me is I've, I've eaten healthier, I've, I've eaten keto, I, I eat so much less. And this has happened with my clients too. They're like, I'm saving more money than your actual fees because I don't eat as much as I used to. I'm not as hungry because their body doesn't have the cravings because they are getting the food and nutrients they need. Right. So we can, we can actually, you know, like I've done uh, keto with intermittent fasting, which is how I lost uh, 140 pounds. <laughs> and so, you know, this is coming from somebody who's had autoimmune disease for my entire life, pituitary tumor, at least since I was seven, when I was told by doctors, I would never lose weight. I would gain weight until I was dead from it. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I transitioned into intermittent fasting. I have done fasts my whole career. I've done cleanses my whole career. And they didn't necessarily do much for me other than temporary relief. But when I started doing the keto and the, with the intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. I may eat one or two meals a day now. Mm -hmm. Usually I'll be drinking a lot of stuff like I'm drinking some super blue green algae right now. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and I had earlier a little bit of collagen, you know, but I don't spend Speaking my language. Speaking my language. <laughs> I don't spend the kind of money that I would that you would normally spend. That and 
I don't eat as much meat. I'm not craving the meat as much. So I might eat meat one or two times a week versus every single meal of every single day having a little piece of, of meat. There's enough other things with protein in it that it's, it's not necessary to eat that. And that's a good way to, to balance the budget when budget is, con is a concern for eating you know, a healthy way, right? I'm trying to feed a whole family in a, in a healthy way. And, it's, and it, it can be daunting. And, and then, like I said, I've, I've totally fallen into that trap as well. You know, Pop-Tarts can be really cheap. You buy the generic Pop-Tarts. And you think, well, there's a couple meals right there, and I've only paid a dollar ninety-eight. You know, so uh, it it is very enticing. But you've just sent your kids off to school or given them a snack that has just wound them up, and all you've done is create more issues for yourself and the teachers that they have to deal with. Now, now it's just us that have. Has so to let's talk about that with the kids in mm -hmm. regards to things like ADD, ADHD, and the diets that that we're on. That's kind of promoting it. Um, and what were kids like 50 years ago? Because if I look back, and I'm not quite that old, but I'm close enough that I can look back and see, you know, we did a lot of activity. We were always moving. We were always outside and about getting sunlight, getting vitamin D. We were, um, you know, I mean, yes, I was born in the, uh, in the microwave oven era right and hungry man dinners and stuff like that but and that, and that was the beginning of the downfall i mean like that was like that was really like the when you look at the, the the demographic the graphs and and all the statistics you know there's there was a lot happening then there was you know fat was being taken out of food sugar was being put in glyphosate was you know being used on crops like all these things were happening that um, like became this perfect storm of, you know, starting to kill us basically or, or create the uh, bad environment that we, we kind of have now. Right. So let's, let's link it back then to COVID and building immune response so that we, even if get it, are asymptomatic or at least have the low levels of, of symptoms. What can we, um, you know, what else can we do for this particular issue at this particular time. And, uh, and I'm, you know, yeah, what can we do for that? Yeah, and so just to clarify, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. However, I have been glued to my computers with, with podcasts and, and YouTube videos from doctors and researchers and like all of us have pretty much been doing. So you have your, your you know, your base, Things. You have your, I call it like the essential oil people who are like, you know, dousing themselves in thieves oil and these things. And they're, and I think there is some validity to that. I mean, they, they do help uh, create a, an environment that wards off viruses and bacteria and fungus and whatever. So, you know, there's some, there, there could be. Um, and if that's your thing, that's, that's great. There's also been some, uh, you know, a little bit of talk around you know, drinking hot fluids to help you know, when it does get in, you know, if you breathe it in and it gets into your system, like having that wash it down and, and get it into your um, digestive system where it would be killed. But it does attach to, uh, it, there's an ACE2 receptor that it attaches to. Once it attaches to that, that's not going to help. But those first few minutes, like when you first come home and 
if you've been exposed to it, there are some doctors that say, you know, there could be some benefit to that. So, you know, I drink a lot of tea. I drink a lot of hot tea. I drink a lot of hot coffee. Um, is it, is it protecting me? I'm not really sure, but you know, I enjoy it. So I, and maybe it's part of the placebo effect that, you know, I'm killing it and my body's like reacting to it. Um, there are more specific things like, you know, they're saying vitamin C and zinc, which for me have always been a frontline defense thing through a cold and flu season. So if you look at it, like what have we been doing for cold and flu? And if you're someone who does not get cold and flu, you know, what are the things that you do that help protect you from that? So they're saying that um, the zinc is very effective in helping in that. And I, and I guess with like some of these um, antiviral things that they're trying, the zinc is part of that, um, that cure and that process to, to um, help along the way. Right. So um, I'll just kind of go to what, what's been talked about a lot. The hydroxychloroquine is made from quinine, which has been used as an anti-malarial drug for about 400 years before it was a drug. Um, and quinine, its effects is to open up cell walls and allow things to get in and pass through. And then zinc is an antiviral. It's a known antiviral. That's what ZPAC, uh, you know, in, in traditional medicine is part of. Zinc is part of, of a ZPAC. But so grapeseed extract, and we can, we can kind of put a list together if anybody wants to know more, but um, grapeseed extract is antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, garlic, antifungal, antibacterial, oregano oil. There are so many things, but vitamin D, there's several kinds of vitamin D. D2 is not as absorbable by the body as D3 is, and emulsified D3 is even better. Uh, in some places, they're saying that they're recommending 800 IU of or international units of vitamin D. However, for a um, symptomatic approach, it's better about 10,000 IU of vitamin D. Now, here's the, the funny thing. If you go out in the sunlight as naked as you can be, right, for 15 to 20 minutes, you're going to get 10,000 IU of vitamin D from the sun. And don't get your mail or take your trash out while doing that because there are some stories where that's been a problem. So. <laughs> we don't want to have any of those stories, but, but just as a way of, of thinking about it. So if you're isolated in your house, socially isolating, and you're not getting out into the sun for at least 15 to 20 minutes a day, you're really helping to compromise your immune system versus helping to enhance it, right? Exactly. So um, back in the, the pandemic flu of, was it 1918 through 20, what they were doing was bringing patients, you know, they were, they were setting up these camps, basically. They would bring the patients out into the sun and like that was, that was helping them tremendously. So, I mean, there, there is, I don't know if you call that scientific or anecdotal, but there, you know, that's part of, and can be part of the process of, of helping your body be able to defend these things. So um, mushrooms are another one. You know, mushrooms are great for the immune system. They help build the immune system. And, and so yeah, there's uh, um, a couple of those, uh, shiitake, mataki, um, reishi, lion's mane, 
uh, Shaga. There's some amazing ones, uh, Cordyceps. All of those are great immune builders. I, I take a mushroom powder that's a mix of all of those. And it's just a great immune system. And I've, you know, between everything that I've done, I've not, you know, knock on wood, I've not had a cold, flu, stomach virus, anything in two years. And meanwhile, I've had flu in my house. I've had my kids, you know, coming in. I don't control everything they eat. They have 50% of their time, you know, at their mom's house. And uh, my, I have two older kids that are at, at, you know, one's now graduated from college, one is in college. So um, they're exposed to a lot of different things. And that has come into my house. And I'm, I, you know, part of me is thinking, oh, crap, you know, I'm exposed to this. I'm going to get it. But fortunately, with what I've been doing, you know, somehow I've not. Every year I used to have allergies act up and I would get a, it would end up being a, a you know, a bronchial bronchitis or, or some other lung thing. And I've not had that either. So not even the allergies bothering me. And part of, for my, you know, my thought process is I've reduced the inflammation in my body to the point that the allergies that I normally would have, my body is able to defend itself against those things that normally bother it. So there's that. And that, again, is, that's anecdotal for what has worked for me. Right. And we, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the main thing that, that, that I think is, is key for all of this is that microbiome. And, you know, you, you know a lot about it and we're hearing more and more about it. And we, we think about it, you know, 10 years ago, no one was talking about gut health very little. I mean, we knew a little bit about, you know, yogurt's good for you. It's got, it's got these natural enzymes in it. You should be eating yogurt. The only problem was there was so much freaking sugar in it that it was really not doing you any benefit. Um, but we're finding more and more like that, that there's even a microbiome in our, on our brain and in our brain and every part of our body. And, you know, the, when you look at the numbers, there's 10,000 different species of this microbiome of this bacteria in our body. And most of it is like 99% of it is actually helping us out. It's a symbiotic relationship. There is that, you know, that 1% though, that is you know, trying to kill us. So, or they're not benefiting us. And, and it depends how you're feeding that, you know, if you look at it like a garden, you know, you can have a garden full of uh, amazing things uh, and food in the kale and the spinach, whatever, or it can be full of weeds. And, you know, what is in that gut? What are you feeding your gut? And if you're eating a lot of sugar, you're eating a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of pastas and, and white processed food, yeah, that's feeding a different kind of uh, microbiome and gut bacteria than might actually benefit, you know, be benefiting you. Right. And there are now studies that show that the, 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 the bacteria that's feeding off that sugar can actually send signals to your brain telling you that it needs more sugar. So when you think that you're, you know, like something has control of my body, I can't stop eating sugar. Well, one, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a cocaine response. Like you have that aspect, but then you also have this alien in your body saying, feed me sugar. So you really got, you really do have aliens telling you and guiding what you eat and, and kind of forcing you to put that cake in your mouth. So cleaning up that whole bio system, uh, which doesn't happen overnight, uh, is huge in helping the immune system. And Ari, I know you have a lot to uh, to add to that. Yeah, so, you know, with the microbiome, there's more of them than there are of us, meaning there's more cells 
more trillions of genes than there are of us. I think it's like three million, three trillion genes out of the 10,000 different species of, uh, of bacteria in our gut. Now here, here's a, a, an interesting thing. One antibiotics wipe out your gut biome. And if you wow. then start eating food that's more processed, more pesticide rich, then the bacteria that grows in your gut is going to be the kind that cause inflammation because they're upset. They're going to cause bloating. They're going to cause gas. They're going to cause your body to uh, reject the food. So you're not going to absorb as much of the nutrients as good, which means that you're going to be inflamed, not getting nutrients, causing your immune system to drop even further. Exactly. That that's a, that's a big, a big issue. The other thing that they've found is that this gut brain connection, there's actually a pathway that they've found from the gut to the brain. They didn't know it was there until about a year ago to maybe two years ago that, that they discovered this pathway and the pathway from gut brain connection basically says, if you are a sugar addicted person, right? And you walk by donuts, you don't have to even smell them. If you just see them, the gut bacteria will say, I want those right? <laughs> and compel you to go and eat them. Even if you know, it's not something that you want or it's good for you. Right. And so, you know, here's a way to, to get off the hook a little bit for, for those of us that are, um, that are sugar eaters. And I'm not one of them, thank God. I, I never really got into high sugar foods, although corn syrup is in everything, high fructose corn, you know, like these high sugars are in so many things now. Yeah. But um, for those of you who are, it's not necessarily your fault that you're choosing that path because you're not actually the one choosing it. It's the gut bacteria that's choosing it. And it's your job for a certain amount of time when you're in that detoxification phase to say, no, I'm not going to eat that sugar. And eventually what happens is like, I can't even drink orange juice anymore or apple juice. It's too sweet. If I have apple juice, like I'd have to put this much apple juice and that much water in order to make it not, you know, it's still sweet for me. Right. Exactly. Sweet. Right. Because, and most people they'll drink straight apple juice and it's not too sweet for them because of this microbiome that's affecting, sorry, that's affecting what your brain is telling you as far as sensory. Right. And so that's a kind of interesting um, dichotomy is it's not necessarily you. <laughs> right. And, and, and there may be comfort in that or that may scare the crap out of some people. So, uh, but it's definitely, it's an eye opener. It's and, a- yeah. And so, you know, so what I like to do, Ari, and I think hopefully you're, you know, we're talking, we, talk, we mentioned the COVID-15. And so now we're, anyone listening to this is now aware there are aliens in their body telling them to eat that cupcake or when they smell the cookies, you know, that's, you know, you go, 
when we used to be able to go to the mall, you'd pass by, you know, those those cinnamon, you know, cinnamon cinnabons. Oh my God, did that does that smell good? And I don't, and I don't eat sugar, but man, you want those things because they smell so damn good. So what are some things that you can do? And for me, what I tell and work with my clients on is finding alternatives for those things. So if, if they're looking for something sweet, try something salty. A lot of times you can be act, you actually can have a deficiency in the salt. And we've taken a lot of salt out of food, but if you're eating good like Himalayan salt and there's you know, some natural salts, not the iodized Morton with the umbrella salt, uh, the iodine used in that is such a low quality. It actually doesn't, you know, it's the, some, a lot of studies are showing that it doesn't even help us. And it's, it's, a, it's a different um, molecular, molecular structure, that's right. not the right iodine that we need for our bodies. But hey, they can say it's iodized and, and someone thinks that, you know, just like Volvo doesn't say that they're a safe, a, a safe car anymore, but we all have been, you know, had that in our brain that it's the safest car on the road and there it is well at one point it was the right iodine now it's not it's cheaper and whatever well so I'll, I'll salt give a little bit about that the the iodized salt was because people were iodine deficient yeah and it wasn't working and uh, and that particular kind of salt iodized salt table salt has about 30 some odd percent silica or glass and the silica, when you eat it, starts slicing away at arteries and, and so on. It cuts. And then cholesterol comes in in order to repair those areas. And now all of a sudden you have cholesterol buildup. Right. It's not the salt's right. It's the salt's fault. And it's the kind of salt because of the glass content in it. It's very sharp. The other part of that is they started to give, because if you know anything about um, cows and uh, livestock, they have what's called the salt lick. And they need the salt lick in order to get hydrated and remain hydrated. And so they started giving the um, iodized salt to the cows back in the 70s-ish, 60s, 70s. And what would happen is the ankles would swell. Now, don't tell me if you're one of the people who have their ankles swelling, okay? But if you're eating a lot of salt and your ankles are swollen, ankles are swollen, you, you might have something that correlates, okay? But their ankles would swell, they would begin to sweat massively, and they became very, very, very sick. And so they had to start giving that salt lick back to the cows in natural rock salt. They decided, well, we can't let our innovation go to waste. So let's just give it to humans. <laughs> let's give it to people and put it on the table because table salt's important. We need to have table salt and you need iodine, by the way. So there, right. we go. there it is. And iodine is a natural antiviral. It's been used for over a hundred years in India for malaria. But just, it's just not the kind in your salt. Got to be the good kind of iodine. Right. So, so we've gotten away from that. We've we've taken the fat out. We've taken the salt out. So the perfect snack for me, especially in the evening, is salted nuts. You've got the fat, and you've got the salt. You've got the crunch, and 
if you're having that sweet craving, you want something crunchy, you want potato chips, you want you know so, uh, cookies, having those nuts will save you. And that has worked for all of my clients across the board, something to snack on. And the, the fat in it helps you feel full. That's another problem with the obesity issue that we've had. We've taken all the fat out of everything that was made into the culprit. Sugar was added because everything tasted like crap because the, the, the fat adds taste to it. And now we're not getting filled up. We're having extra sugar and we're eating more of it because we're not filled up and we're craving more and more. So it's just like, it's a, it's a spiral that we have. And, and you know, the, the, the hamster wheel, we're just going, 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 going and eating, eating, eating. And nothing that we're eating is one satisfying us in a, on a nutrient level. It's giving us all the wrong triggers. It's growing the wrong microbiome. So, you know, at some point you just have to say, stop. And it's, it's simply as, you know, and I, I'm sorry if I'll offend somebody. It's like, it's just simple, as simple as, you know, grabbing your nuts, just grab your nuts, guys, just grab, grab the pecans, grab the almonds, uh, walnuts. They're amazing. And I do a, uh, I do um, candied. Uh, do candied nuts. And what I do is it's no sugar. I use something called monk fruit uh, and it's used monk fruit. If you buy, you know, a pack of it, it usually um, does have erythritol, which is another natural sweetener. It's not a, it's not a sugar substitute. It's not like sucralose or aspartame or um, whatever's in equal. Um, it's, it's a natural sweetener. It does not create an insulin response, which is the, what you're trying to avoid. You don't want your insulin to spike and all that. So, I use you. Um, so here's the recipe, guys. It's amazing. So you take an egg and you just use the egg white and you whip it up. So you just take in. Now you're getting exercise. So now you, you whip that up and you take uh, a couple cups of pecans and walnuts, whichever ones are your favorite. Uh, the walnuts tend to be a little cheaper right now. So you put that in so it coats it. Then you put in about half a cup of the monk fruit, which you can order on Amazon, you can get it at Whole Foods. Um, if you have a food co-op, a lot of times they have it. And then salt, and I would I would say a couple tablespoons of salt in there, and some cinnamon. You roast that in the oven for I think about 15 minutes. Just keep an eye on it so it doesn't burn. One, the house is going to smell amazing. You're going to smell like one of those candied pecan things, those trucks, little carts that you go buy in in the city. They smell amazing. And then you've got these these blocks of this candy, these candied nuts that are a perfect TV snack uh, in the middle of the day snack. They give that, you know, that sweetness, they got the salt and there's the fat in them that will help fill you up. So that's my ultimate tip for, for you and the recipe. Uh, I can be more specific in it. I can give Ari the full recipe if anyone's interested, but. Yeah, you, um, you can post it in the link. I just wanna yeah. answer somebody's comment real quick. Sure. Somebody said that going out in the sun and avoiding sugar is not going to give you immunity from the coronavirus. Um, nobody ever said it's going to give you immunity. It's going to boost your immune system. And that is going to help with symptoms of the coronavirus. So don't get uh, what we're saying wrong. We're talking about naturally boosting the immune system. We're not talking about creating an immunity. The only way to create an immunity is to get the virus. Right develop the antibodies. So, yeah. so I just wanna make sure that we're clear, get the virus, develop the antibodies. If you got the virus and you have a really healthy immune system, you're gonna be less symptomatic than somebody who's got pre-existing conditions. Yeah. 
That's what we've been talking about. So yeah, all we're talking about is all the things that you can do to help build your, yeah, absolutely to build your immune system. We are not trying to say we have the cure for at yeah. all, at all. And, there, and there's either one of us could, could already have it. And because we have an immune system that's able to fight, listen, guys, all of us have cancer. Every single one of you listening, Ari, I, we all have cancer. There is cancer inside our body. And what happens, it takes hold when we have and create an environment in our, in our body that our immune system can't battle that cancer and it takes over. But you have cancer in your body right now. You may have COVID in your body right now and your body is fighting it off. You don't know that. But the idea for this conversation is that we talk about how to build that immune system up that you can fight these things. And that is overall, you know, will that help us in the next pandemic? Hopefully it's not, yeah, as you said, it's not a cure for the actual thing. It's a way for our body to be able to fight these things when they come in. Right, exactly. And, and I just wanna, you know, there's a study that was done in Germany. Uh, they tested the population of this town for COVID. And they found that over 15% of the population had COVID. None of them were symptomatic. None right. of them had experienced any symptoms of the illness whatsoever. And so that's really more the issue is, can we get these things? Because we, we can't avoid life, right? We're not going to avoid bacteria. We're not going to avoid viruses. We're not going to avoid getting uh, parasites and so on and so forth. When we get them, how can we develop an immune system that's strong enough to do its job, which is to fight off those things that has enough nutrients in our system that we have enough of, of the things that make up and sugar happens to be something that blocks your immune system. It causes inflammation, especially in the quantities that we tend to put it in, in processed foods. And, um, and same thing with going out in the sun boosts your vitamin D amazingly well. Vitamin D isn't in and of itself an immunity to a virus. It's just something that helps your immune system become more strong and able to protect you from these kinds of responses. And so I just wanted to make sure that we're clear. Nobody's talking about creating an immunity because the only immunity is to get the virus and fight it off and develop the antibodies. Yeah. Or That was a great Great question, um, Quentin. Thanks for for posting that and making and letting us give the opportunity to to clarify that. So, you know, I appreciate. Uh, my thing is, I, I love to have the discussion. I love to have the conversation because without the conversation, we can't get to a truth. And right. you and I can have very diverse opinions about something. And the more we talk, and the more we we you know go through the debating process, the more we can come to a truth and an understanding of each other, whether we believe each other or not. So, um, and, and listen, guys, this, this is what we have to think about. You know, a lot of states, so I'm in North Carolina, Ari, you're in Florida, and, and, and in between us is Georgia. And Georgia is talking about opening things up, uh, you know, gyms and bowling alleys and all these things that are essential. Now, I can understand a gym being essential. I'm going crazy, but I'm not, if it opened up, next week and it's right up the road from me, I don't think I would be going in there. And they're also saying that, you know, next winter, this same exact COVID, well, not exact, because this thing is, 
what's scary about it is that there's already like I, it's up. I last I checked, and this was a couple of weeks ago. It was up to uh, C. It had they had version A, B, and C. Like it is mutating, and and it's a very smart virus. So who knows what we're going to be faced with? Like the flu, every season it's a little bit different. It's not the same flu over and over again. So this is going to be in our. This may become part of our life. I, I don't know. Uh, so all we can do, and you know, we there's a, a level of feeling hopeless through all this. Like, what the hell can we do? I'm sitting at home. There's nothing that I can do. Yes, there is. Build up that immune system. You know, don't stress yourself out about something that you can't, you don't have any control over. Get sleep. Just create that environment in your body that it can fight these things. And I and I feel so bad for these these healthcare workers because they are being stressed out. They're being overworked. They're not getting sleep. And they are getting this because they're strong, healthy people, but we're putting them in a situation, not only facing that, 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 that COVID and, and the virus, but we're reducing their immune responsibility in their body to the point that they're getting this and, and, and having issues with it. So um, do what you can that the food that they serve inside the hospitals is jellos and ice creams and things like that. And, you know, it just kind of, and vending machines with, with lack of uh, healthier food for the doctors, for the people who are the healthcare workers, you know, my, uh, my son's godmother is an ER nurse has been for, she's now the charge nurse in our local hospital. And, you know, she says that sometimes when she's on shift, she doesn't even have time to grab a glass of water. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, we need to really fix part of the system that's making our healthcare workers have to fight so hard just to be healthy themselves. You know, I used to work at Good Samaritan Hospital and I, I would work on all of the all the doctors and nurses and staff. And I was I was their corporate wellness person. And they were still at that time on 30 hour shifts. And if you were on your 28th hour and you were a surgeon and you got called into an emergency surgery, you may have been on your shift now 40 plus hours or more. So, you know, there is definitely a shift that needs to happen within the healthcare industry and the system in which we've we've created and um and that's one of the the issues that i like to talk about with you a little bit more is just you know how can we as a community what can we do to help support the shift of the system and the community i'm saying is we're we're the alternative healthcare industry although I kind of bridge the gaps between the two sides a lot in, in what I do. Um, and I've been working diligently to kind of develop a plan and how to do that. But what are some basic things that we can do to make sure that our healthcare workers are, are really getting the care they need? And that being said, making sure that the system isn't overrunning them. Like I was watching Z Dog MD, and I don't agree with everything he says, and I agree with some of the things he says. But what he did say in this one video is, we're finding out because we're not doing all of the elective 
procedures, how much we're actually taking people's lives because the medical death toll has dropped significantly. Wow. And he, you know, it, it was an interesting comment, but he said, when this all flushes out, we'll really start to be able to study how our medical system and over treatments have been causing more damage than they've helped. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and, and you know, first hats off to our healthcare workers, especially, especially right now, because they are on the front lines in the battleground, however, you know, whatever phrase you wanna use. And if you have a chronic issue, if you, if you need surgery, you have cancer, that is like the first, like, yes, that's where I'm going. But, you know, my, my feeling is that it's, it's not really a healthcare system, it's a medical or medicine care system. You know, they, they are trained in medicine and they know so much, you know, with chemistry and how these things work and all the different medicines that are constantly coming, coming out and all the, the side effects. I mean, the side effects for what most medicines do are longer than the things that they're helping. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a quagmire. It's, it's how can anyone you know, I guess now they're using the computers, you know, computers to help with all that, but they still have to have a baseline knowledge of how these things are all working together. And, you know, my feeling with, you know, with my clients, I, I do work with a lot of people that have uh, type 2 diabetes or they have, they have health issues and that's why they're like, okay, enough. And I work with their doctor. I've got them, I've got them going back to their doctor as you know, every three months just to check and see how everything's going. And the doctor is the one saying, you know, you can come off of that medication. You don't need it anymore. And you know, those are the things that I, I love to hear how someone like myself, who is not medically trained, but I'm just using health and I'm only coaching on a, on a health level of things that, that they can try and that they can do and they can eat that are going to help them. You know, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, and I'm not a doctor but it's just so much of it is like the basis of it is just common sense and it's unlearning all the commercials from when we were a kid you know that picture of that nutritious breakfast nothing in that the, the, the most nutritious thing was probably the plate if you ate the plate that was probably more nutritious than anything else in that picture so it, unlearning that stuff like you have to like breakfast is the most important meal of the day no it's not it's not. You can skip breakfast. You can do intermittent fasting like you do. And guess what? Your body knows how to deal with that. And, you know, the only, the, the, the best time for breakfast, breakfast for dinner. That's what, you know, I, I love to have eggs and even, you know, healthy bacon and all those things are great in the evening. Uh, you don't have to have them. So those are all those things that we've learned and we've had ingrained in us that, you know, you have, you know, you, that, Sandwich is a great, you know, healthy way to eat. And, you know, a sandwich, again, it's not necessarily. Uh, there's so much um, roundup in our production of food these days that that's causing issues because that's actually killing our microbiome. It's also a hormone disruptor. Hormone disruptor. Uh, it actually can stop um, the serotonin production. So now you've got people that are depressed. Like, look at our, look at our rates of depression. Look at what's happening with that. I, again, I'm not a scientist, but there are studies that are finding a correlation between that and autism. There are so many things out there saying, you know, they're trying so hard to find that, but they are finding like, as that increased, so did autism. Well, a lot of other things increased at that point too. So did sugar, taking out fats, taking, you know, there's so many dietary changes. 
So the answer to all of that is just going back to clean, basic, one, one ingredient food. And the potato is a potato and kale is kale. In beef, there should just be beef. You know, it doesn't need all this other stuff in there. And going to your farmer's market. So how can you get back at the system or how can you start letting the system know is buying local, going to your, going to your, um, your, your farmer, farmer's markets or your actual farmers. They have these boxes that you can get. And now we're going into you know, the, the production of that. It's farmers will you know, bring you your a box of stuff. They're actually finding studies that show, you know, they're, they're, I guess they're doing some you know, um, historical uh, research that shows the microbiome actually used to change with the seasons because people ate what was available and their microbiome would change constantly. So I was reading, um, I was listening to a podcast uh, today. There's a, um, he's actually a, this billionaire guy who has funded a company called, I'm bringing it up now, a company called Biome and they, B-I-O-M-E and they do a microbiome testing. And they will actually, you send in a, a sample of something, you know, from the back door and they will test and tell you all about what your microbiome is made up of. And they stay with you because what they want you to do is, is to get tested regularly because it's supposed to change. It is supposed to change. It's not supposed to be like me staying on keto for the rest of my life may not best serve me. And it definitely is not necessarily, you know, everyone it's, there's biodiversity. Everyone is different. So what, how you ate Ari is going to be, may not work for me. All my clients, I work with them in a way that, um, will help them, you know, with how their system works and we, and we test that out. So they work with you at knowing where your, your biome is now and where you should take it. So know that, you know, just because you're eating healthy now and all of a sudden something changes, you gain weight, you don't feel good, you're tired. Sometimes you need to change up and, and look at what is available that season. So maybe you need to kind of look at seasonally what is available and change how you're doing. So if you're not, if you're supporting those local farmers, you're eating more healthy, you're not buying the processed food, you know, my hope and my goal is those things start fading away. Absolutely. So, and my, my recommendation to everybody, because as a trained functional medicine consultant, um, we always used to say, test, test, test. Otherwise it's like throwing darts at a dartboard. And, you know, for me, I'm gluten intolerant and uh, nightshade intolerant, which a lot of people are nightshade intolerant, or at least they might have a response, an immune response to nightshades. So like peanuts are lentils, which are nightshades. They're poisonous. They, they have a low level immune, spot, or immune response to most everybody and a high level immune response to a few, right? So I just don't eat them. I don't eat hummus anymore. One of my favorite things to eat. Oh. Oh man, <laughs> gonzo beans, you know, none of those things, but I was tested. I went and had a DNA test. I had blood test. I had saliva test. I had stool test, urine test. I got tested and found out what is good for me and what's not. And so, you know, along with what you're saying, I, I suggest everybody get tested for what's good for them. And the benefit is that nowadays, you can actually get those tests. Five, 10 years ago, 
it was almost impossible to get them. They weren't, they weren't uh, readily available. Nobody knew about them. But nowadays, it's much more prolific and, and you're able to get those tests. So, you know, the prices are, are coming down. Like I had first heard about this test actually from Deepak Chopra. He was a speaker at a conference that I want, went to and he's, a, he's like the world renowned integrative medicine expert. And they, he talked about this. And I think back then it was like 359. It's now 149. So it's not cheap, cheap, but to just understand where you are and have that baseline and to do it, you know, maybe yearly, or I think they talk about doing something every six year or six months and they have like an app that helps you as well. It's amazing. And to know that you have that help. And the thing that's interesting, Ari, is, you know, again, we, uh, I'm, I'm very cost conscious. I know a lot of families are, you know, again, I work with divorced dads. So sometimes they are in a, you know, they're in a very tight situation and they're trying to figure things out. Um, what's interesting is a lot of my clients, they want to end up saving money on food because they're not buying, you know, so much stuff and they're, they're able to get the nutrients they need. And if they were on medications, they're saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars on medication, even stuff, you know, it was still covered by insurance, but they still had co-pays and some of it still had, you know, hundred dollars a month here, $50 a month, all of a sudden, you know, it, it adds up. And they're also going to the doctor less for, you know, issues. They are still going, you know, regularly, whether it's, we have them on a three month or six month or whatever plan, but they're not going every month because this is happening. And now I've got this symptom and now I'm dizzy. All of those things are fading away. And it creates a situation where again, your body is able to deal with things. You're not going to the doctor because you have flu. You're not going because your kids have stomach viruses. Like they're able to ward off and fend off those things because the immune system is stronger and can. And right. again, that takes us back to COVID and, and being able to help our body be able to fight it if it is faced with it somewhere yeah. along the line. And along the lines of what you're saying, just the time factor, the focus, like how much does not being focused because you're dealing with a disease cost you in business? And if you're a corporation, I'm going to repeat that because your employees are lacking productivity because they have other things on their mind, like their health and wellness and stress mm -hmm. and so on. So for a corporation to take care of some of that stuff it, for their employees is extremely beneficial for the corporation. Yeah. Corporations will gain so much money from productivity based on the amount they spend to help their, their employees' wellness. It's incredible. Um, Robert asked, where can we get those tests? And so uh, if you'd like to, you can put a link into the, the chat at one point. I mm -hmm. will also put a link, but most of what I say to that is go to your local functional medicine doctor and they will be able to give you the test and read them because it's really important that you have, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing, read your blood tests, read your your allergy tests, read what foods and things are not good in the DNA tests. Otherwise, again, you're looking at, you know, throwing darts on a dartboard. Uh, I had, a, I had right. a client who had all the tests done from their doctor, but was a, a traditional medical doctor using pathological blood versus functional blood results uh, and numbers. And there is a little bit of a difference. I'm not going to go too much into it, 
but she completely missed the fact that he was dying of liver disease because his numbers didn't all go into the um the functional zone they were they were fine in the pathological zone they were on the edges of good or bad in the pathological zone and just as a as a quick thing pathological versus functional blood test there's a bell curve of about 95 percent of the population and they take the average and then they that's how they get their numbers so you see high or low in numbers that's where they want you um testosterone for instance is like 200 to 1100 and that's the pathological number but if you're at 200 or 300 or even 400 you're probably having a low libido you're you're having other issues if you're at the too high of a range you're getting rage issues and acne issues and bald you know issues and and those kinds of things 6 to 800 is kind of like the optimal or functional range and so you want to have somebody who knows how to read those in a functional range so that you can optimize your body versus um, being at the highs or lows of any given thing. And that works the same for diabetes. It works the same for, you know, thyroid conditions. It works the same for, for everything. So. Right. That's awesome information already. Thank you. That's great. Some, some of the, the links, you know, to the test, Tim will put in the link to the Xiome. Is that what it's called? Viome. Viome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that way you can have them, but that is really a, a, a great addition to, to the conversation because not eating things that are genetically and in your body causing an inflammation response or an inflammatory response is going to, by its nature, boost your immune system as well, fighting off the symptoms of COVID which is what we're, we're kind of talking about. And I, I, I really appreciate, Tim, that we're having this conversation. It's going around kind of a, you know, in, in a roundabout way because we're talking about COVID, but we're really just talking about boosting health naturally and uh, exercise, nutrition, getting out in the sun, taking supplements that are high quality and um and really breathing, breathing breathing deep you know getting enough oxygen and carbon and so forth for your lungs to be able to function into your diaphragm and out those are all really amazing ways to naturally boost your immune system calm down your nervous system and stress responses cut cortisol levels boost hgh which increases sleep right so it's a, it's amazing chain you start that like what those benefits are and and again that's what i love about you know working and and doing what i do is that it does become this um this response like this chain response like these things keep happening there and my clients are more and more amazed like wow i feel great and i'm not hungry and i'm losing weight and and like i'm sleeping better like all these things keep happening and it's it's amazing you, your body does want to help you out and again, guys, you know, everyone watching, this probably will not be the last time we're faced with something like this. You know, there's, I've always heard like the, you know, it's going to be the quote unquote common cold that takes us all out. And like, and here we are, this is something that's you know, more cold-like in, a fl- uh, in our lungs and, and, and look what it's done to us. And we never, like no one in a million years 
or at least in our lifetimes would have ever anticipated something like this where we've completely shut down we're completely quarantined in our own homes like this is and it's worldwide right you know, we've we we live on the east coast so we've dealt with hurricanes and we've dealt with localized issues and you know we get flooded out and like no one understands what we're dealing with because they're not they didn't deal with the hurricane or someone has a tornado no one else understands it but like the whole you know the whole world is going through this and it's like so odd that that's happening and that we all can experience that um you know good and bad there's a lot of there there, there is some positive coming out of it as well which is amazing to see people you know get that mindset absolutely so, and i just want to go to one other thing that you mentioned earlier and and that's the benefits of fat um so there used to be a time when when athletes would carb load some athletes still focus on that old belief system of carb loading. What we found in sports medicine is fat loading is better. <laughs> fat loading, actually, the energy from fat takes longer to digest, so it lasts longer, mm -hmm. right? But it also feeds your brain because your brain is built of fat and cholesterol. That's mm -hmm. the majority of what your brain is made out of. And when we cut the fat out of our diets, we literally are cutting our brain function and our ability to think, cognition, critical thinking, all those things kind of go out of the wayside because your brain is being starved of fat. Absolutely. What that does for your immune system is it deregulates the hormones that stop your immune or that make your immune system work correctly and efficiently. And so if your hormones are deregulated because you're not eating enough good fats, I'm going to preface it with good fats, not, you know, highly trans fats and things like that, but good fats. If you're eating plenty of those in exercise, you'll last longer, you'll recover faster and you'll be more focused you'll be able to think faster and think longer and harder. And that is going to help your hormone function, your serotonin function, dopamine function, and upregulate your immune system, helping to fight off Corona or any other kind of disease that may come your way. And so um, with that, do you have any final words? How can people get a hold of you if, uh, if they are interested in talking to you further? Call me. Uh, yeah, so I am on Instagram at DadBodWarrior, if you're one of those IGers. Uh, I'm on Facebook at DadBodWarrior. And so I do, I know branding. So my, my, my website is DadBodWarrior.com. So any of those places will, will find me. Uh, Tim at DadBodWarrior.com is also a way to find me uh, via email. So yeah, if you have any questions, any comments, I'd uh, love to hear it. Um, and then just to, to follow up with what Ari was saying, uh, I do Spartan races and I do CrossFit. And I the Spartan races, the, the most I've done was a 15 miler and I did not carb load. And I took peanut butter and almond butter with me and that's what I was sucking down as I did the race. And I did realize that you need a lot of water when you're dry mouth and you're putting almond butter in your mouth. Uh, it just becomes like, <laughs> uh, so that was a, a, a real, uh, <laughs> learning learning curve there but yeah you don't need those you don't need that those carbs to function your body 
So think about this, Ari, there is no essential carb. Our body knows how to make carbs. Our body can make the carbs that it needs. There is no such thing as an essential carb. There are essential fatty acids, there's, there's other essential things, but there's no essential carb. Our body can make what it needs. Now, that kind of lends itself to keto. Is keto right for everybody? It's not going, getting, getting these tests and trying it out and seeing if it works for you. Maybe it's something you do a few months a year. Uh, it can change for everybody. But just be aware, we don't need to be eating the amount of carbs that we're eating, and um, if at all. So, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll leave it with that. And this has been amazing, Ari. I, I think we should do this often. I, I've, I've had fun. And your expertise and wisdom is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you so much for, for coming on. I know this was, you know, a last minute thing. So I appreciate you being uh, available and scheduling it. And I enjoyed the conversation because, you know, like I said, we can agree and disagree on many things. And at the end of the day, the conversation is what gets us more to the truth. And that to me is more important than the media spin. Um, so if, uh, if you'd like- no, no media spin here, right? <laughs> if you'd like to get a hold of me, uh, you can reach me at achievehealthusa.com on uh, Facebook, Ari Gronich, Instagram, Ari Gronich, LinkedIn, Ari Gronich. Um, and uh, if you'd like to know more about how you may be able to activate yourself to become a warrior as, uh, as Tim has for whatever your passion is, then um, a new tomorrow, and I'll put a link inside of the, uh, inside of the box, the chat box for that, but a new tomorrow, activating your vision for a better world. How can we as a community come together and create the world we want to live in? One of my favorite sayings is we made this shit all up and we can make it up however we want. So yep. don't have to accept it for what it is. We can create it differently because we made it up to begin with. So with that, I'm going to say thank you so much. And I hope to uh, hear from you guys soon. If there's any other questions, we'll be available to answer them on, uh, on the comment bar. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all you do to create a new tomorrow for yourself and those around you. If you'd like to take this information further and are interested in joining a community of like-minded people who are all passionate about activating their vision for a better world, Go to the website, createanewtomorrow.com and find out how you can be part of making a bigger difference. I have a gift for you just for checking it out and look forward to seeing you take the leap and joining our private paid mastermind community. Until then, see you on the next episode.